Hi everyone, I've got with me Bill Maloof, number one real estate agent for LJ Hooker, 15 years in a row, uh, Australia-wide, worldwide. Bill, welcome. Thank you. Okay, Bill, we've just recently come from the LJ Hooker Awards, 15 years in a row. There's a saying that uh, form is temporary, class is uh, uh, permanent. How do you do it? Service. Okay, explain okay. what good service looks Look, like for Bill Maloof. Um Real estate is about repeat business. At the end of the day, if you're not working on behalf of your clients and your clients are vendors, your clients are not purchasers. And I got into this game 27 years ago and I've had this um, same speech for uh, every invitation that I've had to talk. And I said there are four major ingredients to be successful in this game. One, which is probably one of the most important aspects, is product knowledge. Second is credibility. The third is accessibility. And the fourth is honesty. And I said, if you operate under those four basic principles, you can't help but be successful. And the example that I, I give of that is this. No matter what you say about yourself, self-recommendation is not the way to success. It's what other people say about you behind your back. And it's no different than going to a restaurant. You go to a restaurant and you have a very good meal. Service is brilliant. First thing you do, you go home, and I guarantee you within a week to a week and a half, you'll repeat that experience with friends of yours. So what you're actually doing, you're promoting somebody's business due to the service and the quality of food that you've got. It's not the, the owner of the restaurant that got you back. You brought other people to that restaurant. So what you're actually doing is expanding that gentleman's business and you're improving his bottom line. Now, with the real estate industry, it's no different. It's what people say behind our backs that will determine. People have asked me over a number of years, what makes you successful? And I said it's repeat business. It's my whole philosophy from day one was to win your support as an individual. Once I got you, I wanted your kids in the future. I wanted your uncle. I wanted your aunts. I wanted your lawyer. And I can only get that by the recommendation of the people that we represent. Bill? What you're saying is brand is what people are saying about you when you're not in the room. Correct. And you've done an incredible job to basically build a brand of Build Maloof. Um, I want to ask you, uh, you're everywhere. Your name gets quoted in editorial. Uh, you're big in media. We were just talking about it. You're a continuing user of print advertising and the Wentworth Courier. How do you keep using print in a marketplace that's being hit by digital, internet, cheap marketing campaigns? How do you still get Look, ads? Look, I've said to you before that um, there are a lot of people similar to myself that don't, don't use the net. I mean, when, computer, when the computer world came, um, it was foreign to me. Uh, yes, we use it in our business enormously, but I believe that you need to keep yourself in the public eye. And print media is there on a weekly basis. Uh, the Wentworth Career, for example, in the eastern suburbs, is there week in and week out. And there are a lot of people that read that from cover to cover. I've got clients of mine that requested in um, America. I've got clients in New Zealand. So it's a case of designating your advertisement money specifically to the broad aspect of the market without spending a whole lot of money ridiculously, and I still believe the print media has something to offer in that regard. What? And out of sight is out of mind. And the greatest example of that, Tom, is Coca-Cola. 
one of the largest distributors in the world of their product, as successful as they are, have never stopped advertising their name, both in the print, both on TV, and both on uh, and on the net. And you know why? Because out of sight is out of mind. Bill, what do you say to a vendor that says to you, oh, I don't want to spend any money marketing? Well, then they don't need me because I can't sell a secret. Okay? These are different times. I mean, three or four years ago, it was a case that there were more buyers than there were sellers. Today, it's a bit, it's very much the reverse. So you've got to yell it from rooftops. When you're representing clients today, you've got to make sure that you have maximized the exposure of that property to make sure anybody potentially that could be interested in it. So that involves the net, that involves the, the Herald, that involves the Wentworth Courier. Um, you've got to make sure that you give the property the right exposure to bring the successful result. And the successful result is about making sure anyone who potentially that could be interested in that property, you get them into a competitive bidding situation. Bill, are you a good negotiator? I think I'm probably the best. What makes you so good? I listen. Okay, well, what I mean by I listen... I read the body language of the individuals that are looking at the properties that I'm handling. Look, let's be 100% honest. When we're selling, we want the most, the largest price that we can get, the maximum price. When we're buying, we don't want to pay any more than, than we have to. Um, and I think that you've got to read the body language of the individual. You've got to know the capacity of the individuals that are coming in and looking at the property, and you've got to create a competitive market. And that's why that you see in the Wentworth career, a lot of the properties that I do are done by expression of interest. And the reason that I do that is that I felt, especially in the last three to four years, that this form of selling um, protected the integrity of the property and gave me the greatest chance of uh, maximising the best results for my clients. So you've got to do the best thing for the people that you represent. Some properties belong in an auction room. There was one recently at Dover Heights that we did that was on the... It was on the um, on the ocean side, it definitely belonged in an auction room scenario. E.g., we finished with nine bidders on the property and got an outstanding result. But you must cut the cloth according to what would suit the property. Bill, commissions. You're known as the person that will very rarely cut his fee in a marketplace where you're selling multi-million dollar properties. You've sold properties 10, 20, 30, 40 million. 53. 53 million. You're known as the person that will stick to his guns, stay firm on the fee, how do you do it? Because I believe my results speak for themselves. Um, my time's worth, and the effort that I put in, is worth something. And I find it unbelievable in the eastern suburbs that everybody's so competitive and prepared to drop their pants on the commission structure, whereas what they've got to start to rely on is the capacity and their professionalism to get the best result. And that has got to be worth something. And it's time that the marketplace woke up that um, we have something to offer. Um, if a vendor had to represent himself, he's not going to get the same result as a professional agent that knows his game, has, knows how to negotiate, knows when he should be talking and knows when he should be listening. And that's worth something. So my fee's always been 2% flat. It's the REI fee that was in before they deregulated it, plus the GST. And if we sat hard and fast on those fees, the public would pay them. I don't have any problems getting that fee. Bill, on attitude, staying motivated. I mean, it's a sort of business you can go from the heights of exhilaration to the depths of depression in a short period of time, ups and downs. How do you stay motivated year in, year out? Because you see a lot of people that do well 
and you see it at awards nights. They're there for two years and then they disappear. You never see them again. How do you stay motivated, sustainable, long-term business? I love what I do. Um, I said to my wife probably three years ago now that the day I wake up and say that um, I don't want to go to work is probably the day that I'll look at restructuring the office. But I love what I do. I love the clients that I represent. Um, I get a hell of a kick out of the kill. And when people say, what do you mean by the kill? The, the, I get a kick out of the negotiations. I get a, a kick out of, more importantly, establishing a price that nobody else could. And that's what keeps you on top. That people come to you because they know you're going to represent them to the best of your ability. Anybody can sell a house and stand there and get a price for it. That's not what this game's about. This is their most expensive asset. So they're entitled to the maximum price for that product. And your credibility and your honesty in that regard is very, very important to what I do. I love creating records. Um, I love meeting people that, that end up becoming friends of mine over a long period of time because we've represented them to the best of our ability. We end up getting their family business and I get a kick out of it. I get a hell of a kick out of it. Um, and I love seeing my staff become successful. Okay, guys and girls, you've just listened to the number one real estate agent in Australia, arguably over the last two decades, based on numbers, sold properties over $50 million. Um, it all came from starting working in pubs, is Correct. that right? Correct, yep. Uh, the pubs were in Sydney or...? Pubs were all over. The last hotel I had was at Auburn. And I actually woke up one morning and said it was time for a change. And everybody knows the story. I've, I've spoken about it. There was... Um, my wife had said, I want a house in Strathfield. Um, she didn't like living on top of the premise of the hotel. I sent uh, a resume out to um, several agents in the Strathfield area. There was only one guy that responded to me in the regards that I sent. This is my requirements. Uh, this is the size of the property I'm looking for. I run an early opener hotel. I don't have a lot of free time. Please don't show me rubbish. Um, most of the houses that I saw didn't come anywhere within the criteria that I wanted. This gentleman who is now dead, unfortunately, which was George Devine, showed me two properties. One of them was in Barker Road, Strathville, which I purchased. And I never forgot that. And I thought to myself, well, if this is the way the industry um, operates and they only want to show me what's on their books and they don't want to show me what I'm looking for, there must be a huge gaping hole for somebody that wants to become successful. Bill, if you were talking to yourself 25 years ago... What's the best piece of advice you'd give to yourself now about real estate, now, now knowing that you've, what you've done? Exactly what I said at the very beginning of this interview. There are four major assets to a successful real estate agent. Honesty, credibility, product knowledge, and accessibility. Tom, it's amazing how many times when I'm travelling home at 7 or 8 o'clock at night and I see a sideboard that's just gone up, obviously, that afternoon on a property... I will pick up the telephone and ring the agent. Why? I want to know what they're looking for, the price range, the size of the property in the bedroom it's that that property's got to, uh, that it's got to offer. And you know what I get? Get an answering service. So you... And you ring me at 7 o'clock at night, you'll get me. So I find it amazing that these guys think that uh, their days operate between 9am to 5pm. So you believe being... A lot of people turn around and say, Bill... As soon as five, six o'clock's finished, my mobile's off, it's my time. You believe accessibility is a key behaviour of a top agent? Tom, we're in a serviced industry, okay? We're accessible to the public. We represent clients that want 
the best price they can. We don't know where those buyers are going to come from, but if we're not accessible, we're never going to know. And as long as the other agents want to operate between the nine and five, they're never going to accomplish the levels they should be able to accomplish. You've got to put yourself out there. It's no big deal in picking up a phone and answering some questions. You never know where it's going to lead. Okay, guys and girls, it's not who you know, it's who knows you, and there's no better example of that attraction agent than Bill Balloof. Bill, thank you so much. It's a pleasure.